Hello, hello, my friends. It's Anna Prairie here and welcome back once again to the Happy Tribe podcast. I am so excited yet again for another episode and I'm excited to be back because with children on um, learning distance learning, it was really hard, obviously, to try and focus on my business, focus on the podcast and then focus on them. So naturally, I put the kids before myself, as we often do. And so I took a little break, but I'm back. The kids are back at school and I'm so happy that I get to be back at my desk and back to doing the things that I feel extremely passionate about. Uh, so if you are new here, uh, my name is Anna Pereira, as I mentioned, and I am a business owner. I am a business builder. I am an uh, entrepreneur and I am an investor. And I created this podcast because I am ex- especially passionate about helping young women understand how money works, how to become financially literate and how to develop a strong and positive relationship with money. I know that when it comes to money matters, it is usually a topic spoken about by people with either a financial or economic career background. And well, when I was growing up, I had no desire to become an accountant or a financial planner or banker. No disrespect to anyone who is either one of those things. It's just not something that I felt I wanted to become. But what I did have the desire for was to become financially independent and something I'm sure a lot of of you would resonate with as well. So I was also rather sick of being made to feel that as a woman, it was all too hard for me to understand such things as financial matters and that I should just trust the advice of the professionals, right? So, you know, now when I sort of look back, uh, I realize the number of times that I felt mansplained and felt dumb that I should just, you know, either know these things or ignore them and leave them uh, for others to handle, handle them for me. You know, I realized today today that um, had I been taught even the basics of financial literacy in high school, that I would have left high school and been so much better prepared for the years ahead. I know I certainly wouldn't have gotten myself uh, a credit card, uh, only to realize how quickly that can get maxed out. Uh, I would have known what to actually do with my super <clears throat> and where Uh, and where it was being invested in. I would have also known how to be, how to begin to invest and that stocks, bonds and real estate were not the only option to build, only options to build wealth. Um, I also would have understood how to plan, how to create a budget and most importantly, most importantly, I would have understood and I would have had a strong money mindset and a happy relationship with money and all things financial matters. So today's episode, I want to talk about how I am actually investing my money in 2020. This is something that if you, <clears throat> excuse me, if you had, uh, if you've heard episode one, I, I mentioned that I was going to share this. Um, and obviously when I was recording the, those episodes, um, Things were changing so, so quickly. Uh, And so I want to share with you why it is and where it is that I'm investing right, right now uh, a lot of my money. Okay, so hold tight. Here we go. You're listening to the Happy Tribe podcast. 
and audible experience to inspire, inform, and educate you on how to build and manage your money mindset. I am your host, Anna Pereira, and I am passionate about increasing my own financial intelligence and developing a positive money mindset. And I am ready to share with you what I know about building long-term wealth. Okay, so look, before I begin, I just want to reiterate that I'm not a financial planner or an accountant. I'm not handing out advice on what you should do. I am sharing what I do and the reasons why. What I do is a lot of reading and a lot of research before I make a final decision uh, to where uh, to invest and, and which specific area. I encourage you to do the same. My intention is to inspire you to invest back into your own knowledge and develop your own financial intelligence. So right now, I am investing my money in precious metals such as gold and silver bullion. More so to be clear, it's silver that I'm buying right now uh, as it's so incredibly cheap compared to gold, uh, platinum and palladium, which are the four types of precious metals you can purchase. Um, so why? Why do I buy silver? I, I, I thought about this and I think that the best way uh, I thought I could explain uh, was by giving you my top 10 reasons for buying silver. And so, yeah, let's start. Let's uh, here is what I've come up with. Number 10, I see silver as insurance. You know, we have car insurance, home insurance, health insurance, you know, but obviously when we purchase these things, we purchase them as an insurance, right? We don't expect to have an accident or or to get sick or to have a break-in, but we have it anyway. We continuously uh, purchase insurance because we want to be protected against unforeseen events. So it's safe to say, I believe that COVID was an unforeseen event and that, you know, if I had told you 12 months ago that the entire world would be in lockdown, you would have thought I was crazy. Yet, you know, here we are. So I see gold and silver as an insurance against the collapse of our current monetary system, which is solely based on fiat currency, which I've learned now is fake money. Number nine. I have read enough that convinces me that the fiat current system, that a current that a, that a fiat current uh, that a fiat currency system always fails. There is and never has been in the entire history of human human civilization where a fiat currency system did not at some point go to zero. A currency only has value, and this is what I have learned, that a currency only has value because people agree upon and believe it has value, right? So when people lose their trust in the currency, then the currency becomes obviously worthless. I believe this is what will happen to the US dollar in the near future, and that in turn, that is then going to um, cause other, uh, what it'll mean is that other world currencies will follow the same downhill downfall so to put to put it simply you cannot just print more money without devaluing the entire currency which is exactly what is happening right now there are trillions upon trillions and trillions of dollars being printed right now not just in the united states of america but everywhere else every other country is printing the currency and devaluing the currency and that is not a good thing 
You cannot get out of debt by creating more debt. Okay, so number eight, I don't trust banks. <laughs> when I started down this rabbit hole, I already kind of had a bit of a, oh, of course, banks are always very sneaky, right? We all already kind of know that. Um, the more I learned about how the banking system actually works, the more I lost my the more trust I, I lost in in the banking system and um, something I learned which kind of shook me a bit and it was pretty simple you know like did you know that once you deposit your money into the bank it's no longer your money it's the bank's money and they can use it however they see fit and what they actually do is they place an IOU in your account and then they lend your deposited money to the next person and charge them at an interest rate a bank is a business, right? Of course, they're there to make profits and they make profits with your money. They can also close down their doors and freeze all accounts online and shut down ATMs without notification. People who have lived in Greece or people who live in Greece, uh, countries like Cyprus, Venezuela and Ireland, they can tell you what it's like to be told that they cannot access their money or their currency. The, the simple truth is that banks do not have the sufficient currency the account balances are showing, right? Have you ever tried to withdraw more than 10000 or 5000 from an ATM? You know, what, is, what has happened? If you've ever done that, you know, yeah. If you've ever been able to, to withdraw more than 10000 from an ATM, I would be very, very surprised that that happened. So number seven, Robert Kiyosaki is one of my favorite um financial teachers. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki always has funny way with his words and he always claims that savers are losers. And at first I thought his comment was just his way of kind of being a bit of a smart ass or, you know, taking a jab at people who save their money in the bank. Uh, but what I came to learn and understand is that he's actually right. People who save are losing. Each year prices and uh, prices for goods and services are going up right? So making whatever people have saved up in the bank worth less than the previous year. So the buying power of your savings is diminishing slowly each year. Number six, I see silver as a tremendous investment opportunity. I believe that when this global fiat currency uh, monetary system that we are in collapses, it's not a matter, honestly, of if it's going to happen. It's a matter of when it's going to happen. And that the, um, the leaders, I believe that what will happen is that the leaders from each country will come together as they did in 1944. Please feel free to Google that, what happened in 1944. Google what happened at Brenton Woods, uh, or if you want to learn a bit more about the history of money, listen back to episode uh, three. So yeah, so I believe that uh, a meeting will be will be held by all the leaders uh, of, of all the countries of the world, same way as they did in 1944, and they will be there to negotiate a new monetary system, and that this new monetary, this new system will most likely be backed by gold and silver, okay, and that's going to create the biggest transfer of wealth that we will see in our lifetime. No, please do feel free to do a Google on um, Brenton Woods 
or do a Google on a man named James Ricketts, who has written several, several books um, of, you know, the the current system that we are in and why he believed it was going to fail. And a lot of what he um, speaks about has already happened. We just don't see it on mainstream TV and we don't hear about it in the mainstream uh, media. But James Ricketts um, has also done several interviews on YouTube as well. So have a, have a you know, go on YouTube and, and have a look for him. Uh, it's his book that I have personally read is called The a Road to Ruin. And um, I personally verified all the dates and all the data and all the information, all the names that he claims. Uh, he, he names names. So he tells us who these elites are and, and how it is that this all happened and, and how this plan has been put into, into play for such a long time now. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting read. So number five, gold and silver are non-correlated. And what that means is that it is not affected by other asset fluctuations. So other assets like oil or wheat, you know, if there is um, a collapse in, you know, something happens on an oil rig that, you know, prevents the oil supply to, to go down, that then kind of affects everything else because it's all connected, right? Whereas with silver, it's just silver. It stands on its own. It does not rely upon other assets uh, to um, to manipulate its price, I would say. Best way I can kind of describe that. So number four, uh, diversification. <laughs> A lot of the advice that I remember receiving in the past from financial planners when I would, uh, for example, especially with my superannuation, was they would say, oh, well, you know, you really need to diversify your portfolio. You know, at the time I already had property and I wanted to learn more about where my super was going because I had absolutely no idea um, if I was even in the, with the right uh, superannuation company. I was, I just had always gone with the company that my employer at the time had given me the paperwork for and I was just pretty much going along with it, right? Because again, we're never taught about that at school. So the options that they would present to me a lot of the time were just shares, either international or national or Australian shares, bonds, futures, ETFs, and LTIs. What I came to learn though through through that is that these are all what's called paper assets. I would own a share in someone someone's else's company, and although yes, it would mean that I would receive a dividend, and um, but this would also this was always subject to how the company, of course, would perform that year, and how the market was doing as well. Uh, now, I want to make clear that I'm not saying that the stock market is a bad place to invest, but I do believe uh, that there are far greater risks in paper assets than other asset classes. My financial planner, of course, never mentioned silver or gold because once you buy silver or gold, that's it. You you don't. There's nothing else further to pay. You know, he he obviously wasn't going to advise me to buy gold and silver bullion because he would no longer con- he or she would never would not continue to to make a commission from my investment. So number three, that's the point I want to try to make, right? Is that uh, number three? It's yours to have and to hold forever. It will never expire. It will never go, you know, it will never go bankrupt. And there were, and there are no great manipulating factors causing its value to fluctuate tremendously. 
you know, yes, the price of the price value will go up and down. Um, but again, it, I, I've, as I've said, I'm holding it as an insurance, not for the quick gains, not for the, um, not for the return, not for the short term returns, if that makes sense, right? I'm not expecting like there's no, I don't get a dividend out of it, uh, but I'm holding on to it because I know that the long, the longer I hold on to it, the greater its value is going to become later on. So number two, best of all, is that right now it is so, so affordable, okay? That's absolutely, anyone can, can, can afford to buy silver right now. And with everything that I have learned about silver and gold, I am 100% convinced that the only way is up, 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 as they've told me. <laughs> so number one, and my final reason for investing in silver right now is that it gives me peace of mind, really. I mean, I feel secure and confident about um, my my family's future and right now when everything feels so volatile and so uncertain I know that having uh, invested in silver bullion that at least one thing that's at least one thing I can feel secure about now I really want to stress and make clear that I'm not trying to convince you that you need to go and buy silver. In fact, please don't just take my word for it. Uh, you know, because my reasons have have come from me doing my own research, me doing my own reading, and investigating as to why so many of these um, financial uh, people out there. Um, you know, promote and, and tell people to, to buy silver. I was kind of like intrigued by it at first. And then the more I researched on it, the more I felt like, yes, this is the kind of investing I want to, I want to be doing. It took me and my husband months, months before we made a final decision on who to buy it from and where to store it. And P.S. Do not store it with banks. <laughs> there are private vaults, um, that are not associated at all with banks. Um, the other way I'm investing my money in 2020 is with my superannuation. I completely changed the strategy at the beginning of the year, which I'm extremely glad that I did because this was before the the initial drop that we had had. Um, and I do know that I feel that there is still more to come. So again, my superannuation is not invested in international or national shares. Um, I have split it at the moment between cash, diversified, fixed income and property. But again, having learnt more about the Australian property market and um, what you know what sort of situation our economy is in, I do also believe that there may be a real estate um, crash in our um, in system I believe so there's still a lot more research that I'm kind of doing on that um, but with you know over 700,000 people having um, having you know put a sort of hold on their home loans and that timeline expiring at the same time as job as the job seeker and job keeper payments that we have currently running um, it's going to be pretty interesting to see what is going to happen to to these people who've had to um, defer their home loans or bank loans or business loans um, and at the same time that's going to coincide with them no longer getting that that uh, income from the government and if they're 
if their employer is unable to to bring them back full time, then that's definitely going to have an impact. So I think it's it's pretty silly to believe that there are not going to be any consequences, economic economic consequences um, from the current um, structure that we have at the moment. So, yeah, that is um, what I am doing. I'm going to leave it there for now. I will love to talk more about money mindset. So my next episode is going to be about the money mindset and uh, what, again, I've done and how I've changed and how I have, what I have done and to implement and change my money mindset. So yeah, until next time, thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. Please, um, share this podcast as well with family or friends or even people who disagree, you know, with the silver uh, or, or any other f- form of investing that you know about. I'd love to hear about it. I know I've been hearing uh, as well a lot about Bitcoin. So I'm doing a lot of reading on Bitcoin at the moment and understanding how that works. And as soon as I understand more about it and as, as soon as I um, invest a bit of money in it, then I will let you know a bit more about that too. So thank you once again for listening and Yeah, till next time. Ciao for now.